Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Guest star for the Cappuccino today is Bridget from the Ministry of Civil Defence as we get ready for the great shakeout on October the 17th. So welcome to the Cappuccino with Constable Brian, Bridget, not Bobby. There we Thanks. go. Yeah, you're welcome. Brian. No worries. So what we do is we do a pop quiz hotshot round dedicated to Speed, which I believe is the greatest police movie of all time. Uh, reason being is that Keanu Reeves is Neo and John Wick, so you can't really argue with him or me. So that's all good. So here we go. So the pop quiz question round is this for you. What's the last book that you read? A great book called The Boy Who Swallowed the Universe. It's oh. an Australian, I think it might be a young adult, but it's great. Read it. Cool. I'm going. It's, yeah, it's about that's... criminals. Okay. Criminal yeah. underworld. All and, good. Yeah. yeah, I will. Have you ever actually been in a disaster yourself? Um, we were in Wellington during the Kaikoura earthquake, so we yep. felt that. Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, that's all good. No worries. What do you think is the best disaster movie of all time? The one with the rock. St. Andreas. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. All good. Uh, which kind of leads me on to my next question. I was about to say, if you were in a disaster, who would you want to save you? But I think you... Idris Elba. Oh, nice. He hasn't been in a disaster D. movie. D.Y. Luther. No, he hasn't. No. Although, if you happen to see... The Dark Tower with Idris Elba in it. It wasn't a good movie. Anyway, <clears throat> and then finally, who wouldn't you want to save you in a disaster? It's a tricky one, isn't it? It is a tricky yeah, one. Yeah, it's a um, real tricky one. Probably my colleague Mel. She's not, she's yeah, not okay. really... Yeah, yeah. I'll give you type. that. Having met Melanie, yeah, that's lovely. <laughs> yeah. Okay, right. So, why doesn't the average New Zealand uh, prepare for civil defence emergencies? What's Why? I think they think somebody's going to come and help them. There's an army waiting to save them. And we don't help by showing that footage on TV. You know, the army's there, the police are there, and that is civil defence. So people think that that somebody's going to come and help them, where in reality, those people are going to be helping the people that need them most, and that's probably not going to be you. Yeah, no, and as a police officer, I know, because I've been on civil defence alerts a couple of times, there seems to be this thing where people think if they just add water, there's going to be 100,000 sort of civil defence helpers, police, ambulance, firefighters, and as the advert with Peter Elliott shows, there's not. We're all going to be busy doing stuff. Um, what's the ideal civil defence sort of, I call it a bug out kit, I know that you guys don't use that terminology, but um, emergency prep kit for a sort of a family of four. Roughly what are we looking at? So there's two things that you need, um, and they're they're different. So one is a getaway bag, and yep. that's the one I'd recommend that you start with. Yep. So that's if you need to leave home in a hurry, like there's a flood coming or there's a tsunami, you need a bag to get you where you're going. Now yep. that's different to your three-day supply of baked beans that you might need if you have to shelter at home. Yeah. So two different things. First is the getaway bag, and then secondly is supplies to get you through three days or more at home while those emergency services are busy helping other people. Yep. And I always say you don't need all, you know, 40 cans of baked beans in the no. In your rubbish bin in the garage. What you need is food to get you through, water, lots of water, a torch, batteries, radio. And they don't even all need to be in one place. We've probably got, probably people are more prepared than they think. We've probably got all that stuff at home. You just might need to find it in a hurry and in the dark. Yeah, and I'm just going to throw this in there as well. For goodness sake, just learn some really, really basic survival skills as well, like being able to catch rainwater off a tarpaulin. Some first aid would be good. Yeah, knowing uh, what you're actually going to have to do to go to the toilet, 
uh, that type of stuff. A spade is yeah. good. <laughs> Two buckets is really good. Some the number of people I know who have only got one bucket in their emergency kit. Mm. And I'm like, so is that for the toileting or drinking? And they're like, hmm, mm, didn't think about that. Um, what's the best? Where's the best place to go to buy all the bits of equipment for your civil defence kit? I think you can get them anywhere. Yeah. Like you can get a radio or a torch or a dollar at a second-hand shop. Yeah. And you've got those things on your phone as well. Yeah. Um, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. You don't have to buy a form, you know, pre-made super-duper doomsday no. kit. Yeah. Just start getting some bits together. Yeah, and again, I think that's another problem some people have. You know, it's like I've just bought a $800 torch. Too hard. Um, yeah, it's way too hard. Um, and probably the batteries are only the certain type you can get from America. So it's like, just keep it really simple. Um What's the great shakeout all about on October the 17th? So it's a national earthquake air drill and tsunami hikoi. So it's a great chance for all of us to practice our drop cover hold, which is the right action to take in an emergency, in an earthquake. Uh, and then the hikoi bit is anybody near the coast is actually at risk of tsunami. Um, so we need to practice getting to our safe zone as quickly as we can. Yeah. Now, I'm slightly biased. Being in the probably the world's most beautiful coastal area, the Rodney District, here in uh, Tamaki Mikado, we have yellow lines painted up that basically say this is the tsunami safe zone. Lots of people seem to think if they sprint to that yellow line, get there before anybody else does, they can start doing the Sylvester Stallone Rocky Punch up in the air and like, yes, I'm safe. You can do that if you like. Yeah, it's not quite true though, is it? If you if you get to that yellow line, that's a good start. Yeah, just yeah. keep going. Yeah. And, dry, and walk or bike if you can and save the roads for people who need them the most, yeah. like emergency services or the elderly or babies. If yeah. you can walk and practice it with your phone and whenever you like. Yeah, exactly right. Um, how do civil civil defence, the police, uh, ambulance, fire, neighbourhood support, all those groups, how do they work together when a civil defence emergency happens? So let's say, for instance, there's a earthquake in Cuba Street in Wellington. Boom. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Thanks. We're in yeah, Auckland. Yeah, yeah, I know where we are, but yeah. Um, so the good thing is that we have all those relationships set up anyway, yep. and we drill that, we practice it. You know, there's an annual exercise or every couple of years, and we'll practice what would happen. Um, and they work together, I think, um, by civil defence sort of coordinates. Lots of people say, where's civil defence? Well, civil defence is there coordinating all those other groups. Yep. So your your welfare groups like Red Cross and your what the police are well, not coordinating police, but making sure that that whole thing runs smoothly. Yeah, and like I said to a number of people, and I'm going to give them a bit of a pitch here, those areas that have already got neighbourhood support groups up and running seem to do a lot better, um, as some of the research from Christchurch showed us, those people knew their neighbours, they knew what their sort of strengths were, so they knew, for instance, that Brent was a chef, uh, that you were a nurse, that I was a police officer, so they automatically knew what one another's skills were, and a lot of those places had... Uh, cooking facilities up and showering facilities at another house and everything else. So yeah, And you would generally it. find that somebody in your neighbourhood is super prepared yep. and keen to take on that role. So yep. joining a neighbourhood support group is a great way to find out who's there, who yep. might have half a pig in the freezer and who's got a barbecue to cook it on. Exactly right. Um, who's going to come and get me if there is a civil defence emergency? It depends on the emergency. Yeah. If you can stay at home, you should. Yeah. So even in an earthquake, most people's homes will be safer to stay in than to go somewhere else. Yeah. So stay there and make sure you've got enough supplies. Yeah. Nobody, um, look, unless you're really stuffed, nobody's yeah. going to come and save you. No, you're exactly right. And uh, the other big thing, I guess, with if you've got elderly neighbours, check up on them as well. And mums with young kids next door and that type of stuff. But you are right. And it's a sad fact that probably nobody is going to come and get you to start yeah. off with for that initial period. So um, part of your plan is 
figure out who you can help and who can help you. Yeah. Where is the most likely place to be hit with a civil defence emergency in New Zealand? So all of our coastline is at risk of tsunami and all of New Zealand is at risk of earthquake. Yeah. We all have floods, storms. Yeah, and that was the devil's advocate question because I knew the answer. It's everywhere. (laughs) And yeah, I think the more people realise that, the better. It's not just Christchurch. It's not just Wellington. It's not just Auckland with our volcano risk. Um, You know, if a massive tsunami comes in from Indonesia, who knows where it's going to hit us. Um, What are some of the key messages that you are trying to get across to people about natural disasters and preparation? I know that you and I both said it a couple of times. Keep it really simple. But what are some of the messages we're trying to get across to them? That definitely, that keep it simple. Like, take yep. a few steps. Yeah. Involve your family. Talk to your kids about who's going to pick them up from school if you can't get there. Make yep. sure you know where school will go if they have to evacuate. And just get a few supplies in that it's going to see you through. Yeah. And have a plan of who you can help and who can help you. And especially for the iPhone uh, S Galaxy generation as well, get prepared for life without your phone for maybe a couple of weeks because <gasps> that may happen. My daughter would die. Yeah, I know. And there aren't going to be any Instagram posters posts or anything else like that so that is I mean all jokes aside that is something that people need to be aware of is that they aren't going to be able to rely on their phone for geographical information or emergency information that's why the old transistor radio seems yeah. to work so much and even better. your car radio lots of people did that in Christchurch everyone gathered around somebody's radio yeah now what do you do if you're somewhere like we are right now uh, the Moore FM uh, studios in Rodney at Rodney Moore FM and all of a sudden a natural disaster strikes and we don't have our bag with us what's the best thing we can do just go so yeah. if it's a tsunami yeah don't bother with your bag yeah just go if yeah. your bag's near the door grab it yeah but if it's a local tsunami you really have you know in some cases 10 minutes to yeah. get where you need to go yeah don't stop and think what you're doing just go as far inland or uphill as you can now how do i find because all over the communities in new zealand there's lots of what they call um civil defense i think they're called assembly points is that correct yeah. There are different names in different yeah, regions. Yeah, yeah, so exactly, civil yeah. defence operates differently in different yeah. regions. So they're so hubs, community hubs. Hubs, yeah, that type of stuff. Where do I find where the nearest one to me is? So if you go to getready.govt.nz, there's a list of local civil defence groups there. Yeah. yeah. And and that'll be the area that, like, we see uh, when the floods hit New Orleans and people went for food and shelter and the such like. Those are the areas that we should be heading towards if they're safe. You should stay at home if you can, and yep. you've got your three days or more. Perfect. No worries. Right, so... Unless you're in an area that needs to evacuate. Exactly. Um, and then even in Christchurch, we found most people went to family. Yeah. Because yep. you want to be with people who love exactly. you. Exactly, yeah. Um, how do I judge how big, bad an emergency is going to look like? I We recently had a 6.5 earthquake in the Kermadex recently, and there was a bit of a panic there to start off with. Um, and obviously we don't get the information until it actually starts coming through to us. But how do we, how do you judge it? Because like you said, we may only have 10 minutes notice. Is there any way that we can actually judge it beyond the reports we're getting or not? So in terms of tsunami, we talk about long or strong get gone. Yep. So if it's longer than a minute or it's too strong to stand up, so it knocks you over or you yep. can't get up, then you need to, to get going. Yeah, yeah. And the other way is emergency mobile alerts. Yeah. So that's sent out by cell tower to all phones that are capable of receiving them. Yeah. And just keeping that community network open, talking to your neighbours and finding yeah. out what's going on. And again, listening to the radio as well. Yeah. Why is it important to go to either the civil defence website, the police website or a government agency website as opposed to a journalist's website or a news website about emergency stories? 
or disaster events? So in an emergency, we do work really closely with the media. We've yeah. got a memorandum of understanding so that they broadcast our messages verbatim as often as we tell them to. Yeah. So that you can get your news information from a reputable yeah. news source. Yeah, because you've got to be very, very careful. I mean, there's famous incidences of like that first Christchurch earthquake where there were lots of reporters saying, you know, there's thousands of people dead and there's half of Christchurch is gone and everything else. And at the time, it might have seemed like that, but in hindsight, it's a good thing. So I always say to people... Stick with the government uh, Twitter accounts and the such, like the police. Yeah, police, NZTA yeah. is a really good one for road closures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and why is radio so important in case of emergency? And what's going to happen in the future? Because, I mean, look, let's be honest, I know Brenda, our producer's got one because I've seen it in his office. I've got one at home just because I like the look of it, and you may have one as well. But the days of the old transistor radios are probably on the death knell so to speak. So what's going to happen after the radio goes? Any ideas with that or not? No? That's all right. And it's perfectly fine to say, no, I just so want So as far as we know, and yep. for the foreseeable future, radio yep. is a way that over 60% 60 of people say that they like to get their, or will get their emergency information yep. in an incident. Yeah, which is really, really good. I'm just, I'm just thinking about the people that listen to uh, maybe more FM through their um, iHeartRadio um or something like that so that they you know and once their phones they'll last maybe two days but then after that there's no more sort of Brent and Jackie in the morning that's gone so where are they going to go for it yeah so Radio New Zealand's national and yeah exactly right so um what happens if I'm I'm in my car and there's an emergency what should I do about it so if I'm out on the, the road it starts giving a bit of a shake and I think, hmm, okay, probably the first thing I'm going to do is pull over or stop. So when it's safe to do so, pull over. Don't just yank over if you're in the middle of the road. Um, And then you can do drop cover hold in your car. Um, You're you're safer staying in there. Yeah. And then look out for any power lines and keep an eye out for who might need your help. Yeah, exactly. And if you've got a moving uh, mobile car as well, just make sure that you can actually use it to assist people as well. Uh, there are lots of people who say this is just plain out and out scaremongering and doomsday prepping. Um, I mean, is it really going to help me if there's a disaster happen? What's the answer to that? I think I know, but I'm just interested to see what you've got to say. So, well, the reason we have this beautiful country is because of all those natural disaster yeah. scenarios. Um, and so we need to be aware that it can happen anytime, anywhere. Yeah. And yes, you need to prepare because there isn't an army coming to save you. No. Because the people that need them most will be the ones that help first. Yeah. And the other thing is for your family. I always say if your kids are involved in preparing, then they're less scared when it actually happens. Yeah. Keep them involved in the plan and then it's better for everybody. And again, uh, some of those events down in Christchurch, people, I don't think, had any idea once their water had actually been turned off or they couldn't get any more water where to go because it's not like you can go to a magic water tree and just get some. No, and that truck that may come from the army or wherever, it won't be coming in in the next couple of hours. And it is only a certain size tank as well. So once it's done sort of one part of the neighbourhood, it can't keep on going. So um, one of of your family members is disabled. What happens in that case if there's a disaster? So let's say you've got grandma who's in a wheelchair or she's wheelchair ridden. What happens in that? Where do I go to get information on... Uh, what to do if one of my family members is disabled or what to do. That type so of the stuff. best thing to do is prepare before it happens. Yeah. And if you go to getready.govt.nz, there's a section on there for getting your household com- 
prepared and yeah. a bit in there specifically for people with disabilities and mobility issues. Yeah, and again, it's that thing of having those spare meds maybe on a, a repeat script from your doctor so that they can be stockpiled so that if necessary and grand's got to last a couple of weeks, then yeah. it's easy. What are emergency mobile phone alerts and how do I sign up for them? So you don't need to sign up for an emergency mobile alert. What they've done is they're sent by one of the authorised agencies, so it's civil defence, police, fire, health. And they'll only be sent if your life or property is at serious risk. And they're sent by cell broadcast, so they're not, we don't collect your number in a database and punch it in. Yep. It's just broadcast to a cell tower. And if your phone is within that range and able to receive it, so there's a list at getready.govt.nz, uh, then you'll receive it and you switch it on, then you'll receive the broadcast. Yeah, and I know that a lot of people get upset when either they get either a false message or um, maybe they get an alert and go, really, come on, you know, we've all watched the weather and gone, you know, they've said it's going to be hailstorms and horrendous, uh, horrendous thunderstorms and everything else and it's actually a bright sunny day outside. But it's just one of those things that's such an unknown and you've, we've all got to be ready for it. So where's the best place... Uh, for me to go to get advice on the shakeout and just emergency um, advice. It's all there at getready.govt.nz or go and visit your local civil defence group. Yep. Okay, and that's how easy it is to keep yourself safe. Please do make sure that you keep yourself safe and also make sure that you get ready for the shakeout on October the 17th. Uh, No matter where you are, you should be taking part in it because just like Bridget and I have discussed, it could happen anywhere, anytime. Bridget, thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Cappuccino with Constable Brian. Real people, real stories. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss his next podcast.